Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring The Lauren Goodwin Show. Hey guys, welcome in. You're now tuned into The Lauren Goodwin Show. I'm here with Amanda. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you today, Lauren? I'm doing really good. I just got back from out of town. It was one of my friend's birthday. Um, so we were back in Las Vegas, but we had our masks on. We were being safe and we just had like a hotel room and stayed there and did, did activities with a bunch of friends together. So it's been a long time since I've seen some of them. So it was really exciting and, and good to good to meet up. How fun is that? <laughs> Yeah, but we can go ahead and jump into today's episode. So the quote of the day is by Oprah Winfrey. Don't have to explain her too much. Everybody knows who she is. (laughs) But it's do what you have to do so you can do what you want to do. This quote to me means that you are staying humble in the process, but you're still confident in the work that you're putting into it because you know that you're going to get where you want to be eventually. And obviously, it sounds easier than it is, right? Um, But I have some tips that I can give you guys to help you if you're in a transition stage where you're doing a job that you don't really like, or, you know, you're in school, your major is something that you don't like, and you know you want to switch, but you have to, you have to get through what you're doing currently to get to the next stage of your life. And so the first tip I'm going to say is that trust God. Um, God will guide you if you listen. And of course, as a young adult, it's really tough to always listen or, or know when he's telling you to do something. We're very stubborn and want to do our own thing, but it's really important that you pay attention to the, to the cues and get involved in the church or young life or something like that and pay attention to what he's wanting us to do. I'd say the next thing is to just keep in mind that it's okay to not have it all figured out. I'm currently in the next chapter of my life right now where I feel like a transition is coming. I'm not 100% sure where I'm going yet, but you know, I just have to trust God and know that wherever it is that I'm going to go, that it's where I'm where exactly where I'm supposed to be. And of course, last week I talked about coronavirus and how a lot of us aren't going to be able to go overseas this year. That's really scary, right? Cuz for the past 2 years, that's what I've done and I've known that I'm going to do, but as of now, I'm not really sure. And I have other jobs that I'm working, things that um, I haven't done in the past, like this podcast, which is really great for me. Um, but it's something that I haven't done before. So I'm just trusting the process. And I know that this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Um, I was put in this situation at the exact right time. And I hope you all are interested in listening to everything Amanda and I have to say. So I have a story to go along with the quote for this week. And it is, About me during, while I was in college, I worked, I would say like three jobs at a time when I was at UTSA. So I had just transferred from Butler because this whole staff got fired and I was at UTSA and I had to sit out a year. I couldn't play basketball. Um, It's just NCAA rules. If you transfer, you have to sit out. And I was working a job at Upstage where you work concerts and you are backstage, you know, you put up all the stuff for the concert and then you're backstage. I worked a lot of with sound and audio, also with video. And those started at about nine. We got there at like six and finished at like two, three o'clock in the morning. It was good money, but um, being a 
college athlete and just a college student in general, it was really hard to balance that. And then on top of that, I was also trying to further my career. I knew I didn't want a, a career and, you know, that and work in concerts. I just thought it was a fun job and something to do, you know, while I was in college. So I also worked for Power Crunch and that was a sales job, more of like the business vibe that I was going for and that I wanted to do um, in my career. So I thought that was perfect. And I did that as soon as I left practice, I would do that for two years or two hours. I would go outside of the gym and walk around and give out samples and talk to people and ask them what they thought of the bars. I would also go to these little events, like on the weekends, they would have sampling events. If there was like a bike riding thing going on downtown, I would go out there and give out bars, wear my Power Crunch outfit and see how many bars that I could get out. And then I would also, <laughs> with the same job, would set up sampling tables at grocery stores where we sold the bars and try to get the sales up. And so I got commission off of that. And then, you know, it was a really good job for me. I really enjoyed it. But yeah, I worked two, three jobs. I also did that for food. So I'd give out food samples for like another business. So it was really crazy. <laughs> I also was in basketball school at a social life, SAC, which is like the Student Athlete Com Academic Committee. I think that's the acronym. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but, um, and then also Young Life, which is like a church group. So I had a lot on my plate, a ton on my plate. And obviously I knew that whenever I was finished with school, that's not, I didn't, those jobs weren't exactly what I wanted to do. But at the time I was making money from it. You know, I was still doing basketball. I had to sit out a year. So that year I had a little bit more time. I wasn't traveling with the team so I could stay at the college, those jobs. And I, I remember thinking like, okay, is NCAA going to approve this letter? I wrote him a letter to get my year back because I just had a really weird college experience and I was transferring and transferring. If you listen to my fir first podcast, they go into more detail, but really didn't know what was going to happen. If I was even going to get that extra year back because of all the stuff that I had gone through throughout school and I had to balance those jobs with being in the gym and putting in time. And I was able to somehow do that. My social life kind of got kicked to the side a bit, but I was able to know what was important. I wasn't 100% sure where I was going, but I never stopped working hard. And I kept the vision in mind and it worked out for me. It was a huge process, learning process, trusting process. I remember many nights being upset about not knowing what was going to happen, but it always works out the way it's supposed to. The story's already been written. I don't even know why we stress, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, honestly, and it's like, you know, with me, we had very similar experiences where we transferred and we did this not really knowing what we were getting into, but we knew it was going to help us get to where we want to be. And for me, at least those first few months being at SLAM, you know, I didn't know a lot of people. I was just getting to know the environment and it was like, did I make the right decision? And there was a lot of nights where it was frustrating and it was like, maybe I should have just you know, stayed in my comfort zone and stayed where I was because I was already doing well in that, you know, in that little bubble that I was in, but branching out and allowing myself to make this move helped me grow from this. But I guess I, you know, I know I would tell myself things when I would at night be frustrated and I'd be upset because I wasn't sure if I made the right decision. And with you, Lauren, what are some things that helped you stay strong during this time? Because we know that when you want to get to that end goal, it's not always, you know, hearts and rainbows when you're on that journey. We know that there's tough times, there's tough roads, you hit bumps in that road and there's times where you want to give up. But what do you tell yourself to keep yourself motivated throughout this entire process? Stay confident in what you're doing. 
so that you can still make it to that end goal because a lot of people just give up midway. Yeah, there were times where I wasn't sure, you know, I always had the vision that I was going to be a pro athlete, but at UTSA, I had left Butler, which is in the Big East, a bigger conference and more successful team. And I'm transferring to UTSA now, which is not as successful in a smaller school. So on the girls' side, it's really, really hard to come from a small school and either get drafted to the WNBA or be a professional basketball player overseas just in general. So I was lessening my chances by leaving Butler, but it was exactly what I needed to do for my career and for myself. And I just made the jump. And I remember so many times thinking like, did I make the right decision? Or is NCAA going to give me that year back? If they hadn't given it back, I'm not sure if I would have got drafted to the WNBA. I'm not sure if I would even be a professional athlete right now. So there were many times where I didn't know what to do, but to stay strong, I think I just kept busy because I'm like, I look back and I'm like, <laughs> you know, they give us like small checks here and there for, for being an athlete. We weren't getting paid as they are trying to do now. But um, yeah, I worked so many jobs. I was doing all these different activities and I never had free time. And I think it was because when I did have free time, I would think about it. Like, what is my future going to be? What's going to happen? Um, I'd call my parents or call my friends and talk about it. I'm sure they were sick of hearing about the same situation. And so I stayed busy and I was so close with God at this point. I had, you know, I was in two different groups where we would talk about things and go over Bible verses to make us feel better. And Young Life, we had like a big women's trip, a getaway for a weekend where we just opened up about, you know, different things in our lives that we were going through. And just creating that like sisterhood environment for myself was really big. And I had my family support 100%, no matter what I was doing. They're always like, okay, Lauren, well, <laughs> you're transferring again. What are we going to do? <laughs> but they were always super supportive and were there for me. So I think all of those things helped me in my journey. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's honestly really important is having your family and having them be there for you in those tough times because they help lift you up. They help motivate you and keep you going through. Like I said, making that jump at just 16 years old, making that decision all on my own that I wanted to leave my comfort zone and go to SLAM because I knew it would help me out in my process and it would help me out in the long run. You know, it, it was tough. It was hard for a 16 year old to completely change their environment when I didn't need to because I chose to and I knew it was going to help better me and grow me as a as a broadcaster as a person it would help me come out of my shell but knowing that I had my family there when those times got hard and you know it was it was difficult balancing the longer hours that went into going to slam because I do live far from slam and juggling that and juggling you know still being at the end of the day a high school student so aside from the fact that I had all these responsibilities with the station and all these responsibilities as a student, I was also, you know, getting to know new people in this environment. So there was a lot that went into it. Just like you said, a lot that you went through during this sort of like awkward stage where you're, you know, you're kind of in between, you're in a crossroads and you're still working towards it, even though it seems hard to still believe in that, that flag at the end of the race, you know, like my dad always preaches, we're working towards that flag. That's your end goal. And even though sometimes it seems like you're not going to make it, you still have to keep at it and you have to stay humble and trust in the process. And like you said, trust in God that he's going to be with you and help guide you towards that process and towards that end goal. Right. And if if people, you know, they don't have a strong family background or they don't have other people, I strongly suggest going to church. 
I talk about this every every episode to get involved in that and watch an online episode or an online session of church and to see, just check it out and see how it makes you feel and try different ones out because everyone is different and everyone needs a different message at a different time. So that's super important, I think. But we have some questions from, yeah, we have some questions from a few different people. Yes. So we can go ahead and get into those. (laughs) And somebody asked me, Mike Sweat from Tennessee asked, what are your plans after basketball? Okay, so right now I am going to start a fitness website to where, well, actually a Lauren Goodwin website where you can go for fitness. I can put like the podcast links on there and just like all things me and um, do apparel and different things like that. And I'm not sure that's not going to be, you know, my main job after this, but that's something I'm really passionate about. And I get a lot of questions, especially after that video, like what my workouts are, and what I do to stay in shape. So I think that could be super helpful for people. And then also I'm in real estate school right now. So that's really random. Um, Always keeping yourself busy. That's what I love to hear about Lauren is that, you know, she does all these other things on top of being a pro athlete. Like she keeps herself busy and she has so many goals. And I think it's important for a lot of young girls and for someone my age who's just growing up and entering adulthood, seeing and becoming close to people like Lauren it's it's so inspiring to see that you know you can you can reach those goals and like we were talking about you just have to trust the process and you can get to that goal clearly Lauren did it and as long as you trust the process and surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you and bring you up you can make it towards that end goal right I totally agree and thank you for that um I do stay busy and I always feel like I don't know when I was overseas this past season somebody pointed this out to me actually a really good friend of mine and he said you know Lauren what do you do while you're overseas like what all are you doing this entire time like are you just playing and then you come back home because I know y'all have a lot of time I was like yeah we actually have more time doing nothing than we do that we're actually playing basketball he's like okay I know that you're a professional athlete like I know that that's what you're doing but what like what else like what are you going to do when you're finished and I was like, oh, okay, well, I want to open my own business. I want to do this. I want to do that. He's like, okay, but what are you doing now to get to that point? I was like, well, I'm playing right now. He's like, yeah, but you have so much more time. I'm really not sure why you're not doing more now. And it really made me think because, you know, my whole collegiate career, I had like so many jobs. I was always busy. And I think I finally was just like, whew, like I have my job and I can just focus on that. And then I started thinking like, he's right. You know, this isn't even who I am. I'm super... I'm always trying to figure out the next move. And even if it's not like my long-term goal, just something for now that can help propel me to the next goal. It's like real estate school. Um, My sister and I have, or we have an organization, but we're starting it up as a nonprofit. And so that's really her project, honestly. She came up with the idea because um, a friend of ours that we went to school with was killed by police and there was really no explanation. So she was, she wanted answers. She was really upset that it was our friend and started this organization. And there's so many members involved. And now we're turning it into a nonprofit, as I said, and doing this whole thing. So that's really my sister's thing. But she asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. And I thought it was a really great idea. It's called Wake Up Temple. 
and I'll talk about it later because there's another question asking me what my siblings do. Yeah, so that's another thing that I'm doing. And they needed somebody who can be a real estate agent for her other nonprofit, which is called Unincluded. And they distribute food to people um, in the Temple area. And they also provide housing. They're trying to start up something where they can provide housing to people through the government and like um, refurbished homes that are not up to par. There's like a code that you have to be under in order for it to be government ready for people to move in. And so she needs a real estate agent and I love houses. I love, like I literally on my social media, I just look up modern homes and all this stuff, decorating. And that's just something fun for me. (laughs) Huh? I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I I just scroll and scroll and scroll and look at these super nice homes and all this stuff. So like, that's always been something I've been passionate about. But as a career, I wasn't sure, you know, I'm kind of in that transition phase, phase, as I said, and not really knowing, you know, what's going on. But um, I was like, well, you know, I can help out. Like, I can do that. Like, I can be the agent. Um, so I started an online program because we're in, you know, quarantine right now. And I've been doing that. So all these things, and then I'm doing this podcast, all these things at once. So I'm back, like, in my environment where I'm working and I'm doing all these different things and being productive. And it makes you feel better about yourself. So that's the, did I even answer the question? What are your plans after basketball? (laughs) Well, I could not even tell you right now because a year ago I would have told you that I'm going to own a physical therapy business, but today I'm nowhere near that. Still super successful and doing a lot of different fun, cool things that I love, but I'm not at that point. So I'll let you guys know what I do after basketball. Um, I'm probably not going to play this season because of Corona. So next season and maybe one more and then I'll start getting into my career. So I have a few years to think about it and be preparing, trying different, all these different things to see what it is that I really want to do. The next question is, do you always know or did you always know that you wanted to play basketball specifically from Lisa Bird in Temple, Texas? Well, I knew that I wanted to do something. Like I knew I wanted to play a sport. And when I look back on it, I think to myself, how was I so sure? You know, I feel like as an adult, you've gone through different things where you've been disappointed and things like that. So then you start to get unsure and scared to test the waters of different things. But back then, I was so sure nobody could tell me (laughs) any different that I was going to be a professional basketball player. And I didn't always know that after, I would say probably like third, fourth grade. But at the age of four, I knew I was going to get a scholarship to school. Um, our parents kind of instilled that in us and said, you know, choose something. I'm not sure what sport. We'll put you in everything. Whatever you love, you'll do that. And that's how you're going to pay for your school. So I tried t-ball, all kind of, all different sports. And I didn't know that basketball was going to be the one until I kept playing. My parents were both my coaches and we would travel to these different tournaments all over the country. I remember we went to Florida where the NBA players are staying now. We went there and played. And at that point, like when it started to get super competitive and my friends were on my team. And so it was like fun at the same time. And I was like, golly, I love this. Like I'm so at that point, I would say, yeah, probably third grade, fourth grade, we were traveling and doing that whole thing. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. 
like I'm going to be a basketball player. And so I kept pursuing that. And there were times where I quit almost like wanted to quit too. So nobody really knows that because I'm always so headstrong in basketball. But I remember my freshman year of college or not a freshman year of high school, I was playing volleyball, doing cross country, basketball and running track. And volleyball, my mom played that in college at Sam Houston State. So I was like, ooh, I love this sport. And it was so much more like carefree at this point. I was so serious about basketball. I trained all the time for it. And volleyball was just carefree. You just jump up there, hit the ball. There's a lot of tactics and stuff that go into it. But for me, it was more fun. And I was like, golly, I want to be a volleyball player. So then I started traveling with basketball and volleyball and doing track and not really knowing I knew I didn't want to go to college for track. That, that is a lot of running, and it is hot outside. So I was like, that's not going to be my career. But volleyball was inside, casual. Workouts weren't as strenuous. It was fun. My mom had did it. She loved it. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to pursue volleyball. I like this. I like this a whole lot. And basketball was, it was not as fun for me at that point. It's like, God, oh, it's so serious. I was so stressed about getting a scholarship to school. Volleyball really took my mind off of that. So I, at that point, I was, I was like, I don't really know if I'm going to play. I don't really know if I'm going to play basketball. And then my parents had put so much into that sport, you know, traveling with me on these AAU teams, that they were like, oh, you're not quitting. <laughs> you're not going to stop playing basketball. Like, you can do these other sports, but, you know, you're not sure what you want yet. Like, just at the drop of a hat, after all these years, you're going to stop. And so I thought about it, and I was like, oh, you're right. Like, I'll keep doing it. And the next year, I, I did volleyball until my, my senior year, I stopped, but kept doing, kept doing basketball and fell back in love with it. And then here I am. So super glad my parents weren't just like, oh yeah, go for it, quit, do whatever, whatever you want to do in life. Cause I don't know where I would be right now. <laughs> I don't know if I would have played volleyball or what I would have done. So Lisa Bird from Temple, Texas, I didn't always know I wanted to play, but it became something I loved and want to do. Okay, so we're gonna wrap this up pretty soon. But I have one more question. How many siblings do you have and what do they do? From Brian Johnson in San Jose, California. My sister was a nurse, but she got super involved in a nonprofit that serves minorities and then our nonprofit together called Wake Up Temple where we um, are fighting for social justice. So she's a great person, super involved in all these things. Both of my brothers are in college for football, Division One, and they are both studying engineering. Super smart boys. So those are my three siblings. And yeah, so thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We're on week number three, I believe, Amanda. Week four. Week, week three four. <laughs> right, week four. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Wear a mask, work hard, and someone please arrest the cops who killed me on the Thanks to you guys so much. The views and opinions expressed on The Lauren Goodwin Show are entirely those of the hosts, guests, 
and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.